Okay, picture this. You've been podcasting a while. You have your perfect podcast setup. You've gotten so good with your mic technique and your interviewing skills and remote recording. You're using a remote recording solution like Riverside.fm or Squadcast.fm, and you have just secured perhaps the biggest, most exciting interview of your podcasting life. Maybe even the reason you got into podcasting is this big wig, huge name in your industry. You sent them an email beforehand asking them to use a USB microphone if they have one, explaining how to get the best quality sound from their voice and why it's important to prioritize that, and also urging them to wear headphones. You show up the day of the interview, and this wonderful, huge, bigwig guest doesn't have a USB microphone and does not own a pair of headphones and is connecting with you through an old, buzzy laptop. What do you do? Hey, welcome to the Pod Sound School podcast. I'm Studio Steve, your go-to audio guy and the creative director of the Pod Sound School. This podcast is all about the lifestyle and the struggles of podcasters. It's our goal through conversations and tackling big podcasting and content creation topics to help you turn up that gain knob on your podcast and on your content. So let's get to the episode. Ah, remote recording. The bane of the interview podcaster's existence. Remote recording is so difficult because there are so many different variables involved. And it's so hard to get our guest on board with us to help us to get good audio. Now, there is a different type of podcaster who is remote recording every week with the same co-host or the same set of co-hosts. And if you fall into that category, you will especially find this episode very helpful. And no matter what category you fall into, by the end of this episode, you're going to have a really strong understanding about how to get the best quality remote recordings that you can. And at the very end of the episode, I'm going to share some tips of what you can do in the most disastrous situations. So as the title suggests, this episode is all about something very dear to my heart, the double ender. I'm going to break this episode into four parts. I'm going to try my best to stay inside of the topic of each point. First, we're going to talk about what a double ender is. Then I'm going to get into how you can achieve a double ender. Then we'll talk about an actual double ender versus the remote recording solutions, or basically how to do a double ender and the remote recording solutions at the same time. And then finally, we'll finish off by talking about, is it worth the extra trouble? Is it a lot of extra trouble? And what should you realistically be doing? So number one, what is a double ender? So a double ender is something that has been around long before even the internet. It's also was referred to as a phone sync. And really what it is, is it's where the host of an interview records themselves locally at their location. And then the guest records themselves locally at their location on high quality recording equipment. And then the guest sends that recording to the host and the host or the host's sound editor syncs that together. 
So that is actually the very concept that inspired these remote recording solutions like Squadcast and Riverside. So if you haven't heard of Squadcast or Riverside or Zencaster, these are all remote recording solutions that are prioritizing high quality audio by essentially trying to achieve a double ender, which means recording locally on each person's machine or each person's computer and then uploading it to the internet. So hopefully that answers the question, what a double ender is. Now let's move on to number two, which is how to achieve this. How are we going to achieve a double ender? Well, the simple way to achieve it would be to use one of the remote recording solutions that I just mentioned. But let's pretend those don't exist. Let's go back in time before Squadcast and these amazing remote recording solutions came about. Let's say that we do, however, have Zoom or Skype or FaceTime, and then let's talk about how you can achieve a double ender. So what you would do is you would find a way to connect with your guest, whether it's FaceTime, whether it's a phone call, whether it's Zoom, whatever it is. And then you would record yourself on your computer into a DAW or a digital audio workstation or audio editing software. You would record yourself on your computer hopefully through an audio interface and then a microphone, a really nice XLR microphone that's plugged into your audio interface or a USB microphone. And the USB microphones are getting pretty fancy and nice nowadays. So you've got that already plugged into your computer. You may as well record. You can record separately into your DAW on your computer and also still use that same USB microphone or that same audio interface in a program like Zoom or Skype. But now for the tricky part, you've got to get your guest to do the same thing. So let's go back to, remember I mentioned the different type of podcaster, those of you who are recording with your co-host remotely every week, the same person, this should be easy for you because you can have that conversation with your co-host and you can say, look, this is what you're going to do every week. Okay. And you could do some trial and error together. And you, the two of you together, the three or four of you together can figure out all the tech stuff together. But if you're working with a different guest every week, then that becomes a whole different ball game. So this is where you are going to have to get creative and find your own solution for educating your guest that will work with every different type of guest. How do I not offend my guest by asking them if they know anything about audio production? Luckily, we are in the age of global pandemics and things being remote all the time. So more and more people are getting well-versed in capturing very good audio for streaming purposes and for online meeting. People have USB microphones, and it's not quite as difficult to explain these things as it was even a couple years ago. And then finally, the last big pickle that you run into with your guest is getting them to effectively save this file that they've recorded, and then somehow email you the file or give you the file in a Google Drive or a Dropbox. So that's a lot of stuff to educate the guest on. It's a lot to ask them to do. And since you physically actually aren't there in their location to help them, there's a lot that could go wrong. So this is where the remote recording solutions come in so handy, and they really are a must for remote recording podcasters because they work as a fail-safe, and they also take a lot of that stress off of your guest. Your guest can simply log in like they do to a Zoom meeting. They just show up, plug in a microphone into their computer, and that's about all you have to work with them on. These remote recording solutions also, by the way, both Squadcast and Riverside.fm, both of which I'll leave the link in this episode's description if you want to find out more information. They allow you to see the input and output device of your guest. So this is really helpful. 
And this will actually take me into the last part of this chunk, how to achieve a double ender. And I just want to talk about some best practices, whether it be a double ender without the remote recording solutions using FaceTime or Zoom or Skype, or whether it be a double ender and using the remote recording solutions at the same time, there's some best practices that you can do with your guest and also with your co-host. And these are the best practices. There's three of them, so they're easy to remember. But I want you also to write them down. So I'm going to speak a little bit slower because I know I speak kind of erratically a lot. Step number one is a mic check. So you connect with your guest and you say, hey, I want to make sure that we sound our best. So I always start off before we do anything else and check that we have everything set up right. You can use those remote recording solutions, like I said, to check their input and output. Do they have their USB mic selected or are they still using the damned MacBook internal microphone, even though they have the USB plugged into their computer. How's their mic technique? Are they close enough to their mic? All of those things can be discussed at this point during step one. Okay. Now, step number two, this is a huge one. As you hover or minimize or whatever you need to do, you get over to your digital audio workstation and you press record there. You have a track already set up and you press record there so that you are recording locally on your computer. Then, and that only takes one second. And how I personally do it is I set up the project or the session first on my computer. I give it a naming convention like episode 42 and the guest's name. And then I set up a studio in Riverside FM and I call that episode 42 and the guest's name or in Squadcast, whatever solution you're using. That way the naming convention stays the same and everything's nice and organized. So step one, we did a mic check. Step two, we've thrown our computer into record. At this point, if you've had that conversation and you feel comfortable with your co-host or with your guest, you can also help them to throw their computer into record. Okay, so step one, mic check. Step two, double ender. Step three is going to be to capture some room tone. And that actually is after we throw our remote recording solution into record. So now you press record in Riverside or in Squadcast And you say, okay, now before we actually get into the episode, one last thing I'd like your help with is to capture five seconds of silence. My engineer insists on it. My podcast producer insists on it, whatever, however you want to word it. And actually what I do is I hold up my hand uh, so it's not quite so awkward. And I count down with my hand, five, four, three, two, one, and we capture the silence with no breathing or anything else. That really helps a lot when it comes to noise reduction later. And if you're not very familiar with noise reduction plugins, Every DAW has some set of noise reduction plugins that come with it. And then there's also a lot of really cool noise reduction plugins that you can purchase. I really like the NS1 noise reduction that you can purchase from Waves. And that works in Reaper FM, that works in Adobe Audition, that works in Pro Tools, works pretty much in any digital audio workstation. And I also really love the Isotope RX7. Now, I know I'm not getting into noise reduction, but I'll leave the links for those noise reduction plugins in this episode's description for you and you're welcome. Well, that's it. That's how you achieve it. That's the best practices. But what I just described in most cases is just going to be half of a double ender because most of us just aren't comfortable enough training our guest to actually record themselves on their computer. And I think that's actually kind of a shame. And that's something that I really am passionate about and trying to figure out a way to help that be easier for podcasters. So I'm actually thinking about doing a two-part video series on YouTube, one for the podcaster, teaching them everything they need to know 
And then one they could actually send to their guests that doesn't have any of the YouTube stuff, subscribe to my channel stuff, but it's just a, a nice video for your guests to teach them how to help you achieve a double ender and get the best quality audio possible. But in most cases, if you just do the half double ender, meaning that you just record yourself locally on your computer, then you're going to be just fine. So let's actually finish up this section by talking about one other thing that you might be asking, which is, okay, great. So I recorded myself on my computer and I recorded myself and my guest on Riverside or on Squadcast. Now what do I do? And that really is the last piece in how to achieve this kind of a double ender. How do you sync up the conversation or the two tracks with each other? Well, Squadcast and Riverside make this really easy because you just download the files from Riverside or from Squadcast, and then you upload or add or drop those files to your DAW audio editing system that you're using. And you just match up the WAV files. You just drag one WAV file of your locally recorded file, your good Primo recording file. You drag that over the top of your Squadcast recorded file until it sounds just right, until they match up perfectly. And then you just mute or delete your Squadcast file and you're good to go. And now it's you, your high quality, never touch the internet audio mixed with the Squadcast audio of your guest. And that's what a lot of our clients do. That's what I really think most people ought to do. If you're not at least doing that, recording yourself locally and replacing your internet recorded voice with your locally recorded voice, you're really just being lazy because it doesn't take that much extra time. And I also know that a lot of podcasters are also recording their admin pieces. So what I mean by that, for example, is a podcaster will finish their interview with their guest and then as part of their workflow, what they like to do is they like to record the intro for the interview and then add that later at the first of the interview as part of the episode, right? Because the interview's fresh in their mind. And as they were in the interview, they took a few notes about some takeaways and what they really got into. So then they let the guest go, the guest hangs up. And while they're in their remote recording solution, they press record there again and just record their intro in there. And I'm thinking to myself, why? Why would you do that? Because you already have your audio interface or your USB microphone plugged in your computer. So why would you send your audio to the internet where there's all sorts of, you know, progressive uploading and audio compression and internet artifacts and, you know, and all the issues that come with just your internet connection and your bandwidth and all that. Don't even bother with that stuff. Record that stuff directly into your computer, please. And now we can move on to the third part of this riveting and amazing and captivating podcast episode. And that is comparing the actual double ender to the remote recording solutions. So in my honest opinion, I think the remote recording solutions are excellent. I think they're great. I am so grateful for them. And I think they empower creators to create content remotely, which in today's day and age is so critical. But as a sound guy, when I drag the files from Squadcast or Riverside into a DAW and I AB them or compare them back to back with my locally recorded files, there is a very noticeable difference. And there's some specific things I could talk about, but all I'm going to say is the audio quality is compromised and it is lower quality than what you would get if you just record locally into your machine. Now, if you compare on the other end, you compare Squadcast or Riverside to Zoom or Skype or a FaceTime recorded audio, it's night and day. I mean, the Zoom recordings are just trash. You can't keep the audio from Zoom. It just does not sound nice at all. So that's really how they compare. 
The other way that they compare is they take a lot of the thinking out of the equation. They make it a lot more convenient and it's very easy for your guests to connect. And actually Riverside just released a new feature where your guests can connect on their phone. And that actually, we've done some tests on it. The audio they get just directly speaking into their phone isn't all that bad. And the technology is improving more every day. So I'm really excited to see where the future of this goes. But in the meantime, simply pressing record on your DAW before you record into your remote recording solution is the way to go. And if you can also get your guests to do it, that is extra, extra the way to go. And if you have a co-host, then there definitely is no excuse for your co-host not to be recording themselves too, because you don't even need to pay for a DAW. You could use GarageBand. Reaper is pretty much free all the time, or it's just a one-time $60 after your two-month trial with Reaper. But I know people who have been using Reaper for free the whole time they have it. It's just morally maybe not the best thing to do. And then Pro Tools First is also free. There's a lot of... DAWs that can record really high quality audio directly from any computer, PC or Mac that your co-host should be using as well too. And yes, it takes a little bit of education, but if you're not willing to put that education and that time and that extra effort to prioritize high quality audio on your podcast, then what are you doing? This is a medium of audio. You need to understand how some of these things work and you need to try that extra 5%, 10%, 15% audio that you can capture by doing a double ender is worth it. Your brand, your business is worth it. That quality will make a difference. And most importantly, what it does is it increases the enjoyment of your listener. And that's really why we're doing this is for our listeners, isn't it? So please think about these things and always look for ways that you can improve. And that will take us finally to number four, 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 four. which is, is it worth the extra trouble? And I think I already got to number four prematurely. Yes, it is worth the extra trouble. Absolutely. So hopefully you found that useful. Hopefully that answered all your double ending questions, but I do want to leave you with my extra little gem at the end here, which is how I started this episode, which is the scenario that you're all ready to do a double ender. You're all ready to do everything. You have a great microphone and you've got that hot guest on the line. They show up, they don't have headphones. They don't have a USB microphone. All they have is their laptop. Now they're on Squadcast with you or they're on Riverside with you. So that already is okay. But for them to get any kind of decent audio at all, man, they really need headphones. And if they don't have headphones, both Squadcast and Riverside have an option where you could say, I'm not using headphones. You'll definitely want to select that. But come on, they've got to have some headphones. And if they don't have headphones, it's okay. But what I would do in that case is I would actually ask them to record themselves on their phone. And I would say, hey, I know it might be a little uncomfortable, but would you mind activating and pressing record on the voice memos app on your phone and just holding the phone kind of close to your mouth? It's crazy how much better audio quality you'll get recording into your phone directly, not over the internet, but actually just directly into the voice memos app or any of the audio recording apps that come with our phones, both Samsung and iOS phones. That audio quality and the microphones on there are actually usually a lot better than the laptop microphones that are built into our laptops. And the built-in laptop microphones are usually right next to the buzzing fans that are built into these laptops as well. So I know it's a little uncomfortable, even if they were to just put that phone down on the desk somewhere or up on a shelf, or if they could just hold it kind of next to their head, like they're talking on a phone and then email you that file after the fact, that could be a huge lifesaver. So that's one thing you can have in your back pocket. If shit completely hits the fan with everything else and they come totally unprepared and they don't at least have a pair of headphones. Now they don't have a USB microphone 
And that happens to us all the time. And it sucks. And that's why I really do think it's worth it for you to look at, can I afford you know, a few hundred dollars to purchase a few different USB headsets or USB microphones like the Samsung Q2U or something that I could send to my guests beforehand and actually schedule my episodes beforehand and send them a microphone. It will make them feel really special. I'll give them a thank you card while I'm at it. And then I will also send a return envelope. And I will just, you know, I might have to pester them a little bit to drop that return envelope in the mail. And that's why I have two or three different microphones. So all of my guests always have a nice microphone to use. That is an extra step that you can take to really ensure that your podcast always sounds good because it's really going to suck to have this guest that you love that is giving you their time speak to you and to your podcast listeners through the internal microphone in their laptop. That's a bummer. And so even if they did have headphones, I would still recommend asking, hey, could you record yourself onto your phone and then email me the file afterwards or I'll, you know, or upload it to your Dropbox or upload it to your Google Drive and share the link with me. And most people are actually willing to do that. I'll sit here with you and walk you through it. You know, while you have them on the line, could you just email, oh, I got it, and make sure that you get the file from them so you don't have to do a lot more back and forth. And then what's cool, because you are using the remote recording solution, is you have a fail-safe. And then the last tip I will say on that is it's never a bad idea to consider doing something different with the episode and getting a little more NPR with it and paraphrasing a little bit. So you have this huge guest on, maybe you could just have them talk a little bit, but you actually go through the episode after the fact and put a lot of work into it and organize it and chop it, cut it and paste it and paraphrase for them like you hear on NPR shows, which is, and then he went on to talk about this or you dip their audio down and you sort of start talking over the top of them. That actually makes for a much better listening experience for your listeners. It's a way that you can salvage and save crap recordings. And that's also the big reason to be with something like Squadcast or Riverside FM. And remember, you can find those links right where you're listening to this episode. And that's it. Did you find it useful? Are you overwhelmed? Did any of this make sense? Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at PodSoundSchool. I do my best to reply to any DMs there. Also, you can find Veronica on Instagram. She's uh, active there with her DMs. We sort of split that up. Let me know if you like this. If you think it would be helpful for you for me to make a video that you could send to your guests about a double ender and them, you know, how to prepare best for this interview please let me know. Let's talk about it. We love to collaborate with our Podskis and I would absolutely love to make that video. So come hit me up. Let's talk about how we can help your show grow and help overcome the bane of all of our remote recording existences. And that is how do we get our guest and our co-host to sound as good as we sound? All right. And until next time, my pod alicious, pod doggy, indelible, sweet perfection of a person. Thank you for listening and happy casting.